what do you know about brain injuries? It, it's an incredible uh, thing. Well, incredible is the wrong word to use. Uh, but uh, brain injuries is something that is not easy to deal with, especially when you get one. John Fetterman um, is running for U.S. Senate out in Pennsylvania. That is not easy to deal with, especially. And he had just had his first, um, I believe it's his first debate with Dr. Oz. Um, Dr. Oz is famous for um, being friends with Oprah and have his own, having his own TV program. And now he is running for U.S. Senate. And he's running against John Fetterman. It's all over the news, this debate. And I am not going to be examining what the debate is, how it is right here. But I'm going to be taking a deep dive look into, or maybe not a deep dive, but I'm going to be taking a look into uh, John Fetterman and the brain injury that he has suffered um and he got that from a stroke and from what i've learned he got that stroke before the last primaries and he had one but if there is something that can help draw a picture for you to understand what brain injuries are about then i think this is a perfect public case use and that is john fetterman Watching his actions, watching how he's responded, I can relate to him and how he had performed on the debate stage. And I'm going to share with you some stories that I've gone on through that is relatable. And uh, I'd ask the question, is it appropriate for him to still be running for U.S. Senate in his present state or is it not? There's a lot of people out there that are saying the guy should drop out and should forget about it, uh, mainly because of his current state. I'm going to share with you my personal experiences here. Um, whether you, uh, if you're on Pennsylvania, whether if you vote for this guy or not, it's not my problem. I'm not in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, thankfully, I won't have to face that kind of vote out there. But anyways, before I continue on, if you like the kind of content that I create, please go and support my program. If you're watching live here on YouTube, please like share and subscribe to this channel like and share this video which is definitely a fantastic way to support my program and also please go to anchor.fm slash into pursuit the anchor.fm is um is created by spotify which actually makes it easy for me to be able to deliver my podcasts across various platforms and to deliver this um, around and you could also shoot me direct messages through there. And if you do want to shoot me a direct message and not go through anchor.fm, you can send me an email, David at in the pursuit.com. I would be happy to, I'd be happy to read with what you got to tell me, tell me your own personal stories with brain injuries, post-concussion syndrome, or maybe there's something interesting that you would like to discuss. Let me know what it is there. And I'll be happy to take a look at that. If you also want to support the program, Great. Anchor.fm provides a way for you to do that. You can find everything that you need on there. You can also find In the Pursuit at InThePursuit.com. So please visit the website. But without any further ado, let's jump right into the story. It's all over. You can't avoid it. John Fetterman, he blew the debate. Or did he? Um... <clears throat> I got some. I got a couple of clips I want to go ahead and review. These are the most common clips that people have already um, pl 
played on their channels, but I am not doing an examination of the debate. I'm doing an examination of John Fetterman himself and bringing it home as to what life with a brain injury is like. Because this is my life. I mean, I'm almost five years, five, since I had had my car accident and had received the traumatic brain injury in which I suffer with post-concussion syndrome. You know, he had a stroke. I had a car accident, but strokes cause brain injuries. Concussions is the result of a brain injury and post-concussion syndrome is a result of that as well. All right, let's jump right into this. I'm going to bring this thing back to the very beginning. I do want to play this clip right here. That's at 2156. Make sure I got that down. Okay. We're going to run this back all the way to the very beginning. To the opener. And I'm going to discuss some more. So let's go ahead and watch from here. Even make sure that's good quality video. Remember to use the hashtag PA Senate debate. And you may notice these large monitors that are behind us. This is part of our closed captioning system. It was requested by John Fetterman to help him process the questions that we are asking him tonight and approved by both campaigns and both candidates can see the monitors. I completely get that. I completely understand that. Um, right now, what uh, John, what I have already observed, John is having processing issues of the brain. I had that. And so for them to provide a closed captioning system right there for John to read is absolutely incredible. Um, the processing issue is that uh, for me, what I went through when I first got the injury and it took me years to even process more in therapeutic treatments. Um, you can heal, you can recover from this stuff. But um, what it is, is that if there's multiple things going on at once, multiple things can be noise can be just talking can be multiple people talking can be a pin dropping on the floor something that finite it can be light which i have the spotlight on me it can be light shining on you and it can be a combination of all those things coming on in there uh the multitasking of the brain listening smelling tasting and interacting with your environment around is not the same and it's overwhelming to the brain on there. And so I had found that at times with having things like that, words popped right in front of me, it made things easier. But confession too, it was also difficult to look at bright screens. So having a black background like that with white text, which is absolutely incredible, I probably would want text larger than that. Um, that's good. They're accommodating to him. All right, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's watch some more. One of the screens will show only the questions being asked tonight. The second screen will caption the questions and responses from them at odds. We have live experienced captioners in studio to ensure we are as accurate as possible in what's sure to be a fast paced program. He's not just reading a script there, but he has slowed down the language. And I had to ask people to do that for me. Never people would get into full-blown conversations um, with me. They would start talking at a, 
what is actually pretty normal for them there, but it's a little bit faster right there. Since I got to try to think and work with my brain right there, I could feel some pushback with my head. Most people, I had to ask them to slow down. And if I didn't ask them to slow down, I, I would tell them, stop right there, pause for a moment. I would close my eyes and I would wait a moment and I would let things run through my head. I could literally feel my brain working after I had gotten the injury. I could feel it working. I could feel it being used. And once some things calmed down in my head, I was able to process and I would state back to the very things with what was uh, said to me or asked me. And I had to state that back to make sure that I had a clear understanding. All right, let's keep going. And just to note, for those of you using closed captioning at home, the captions you see are not tied to the captions that the candidates will see here tonight. Thank you, Lisa. With that, let's get started. Mr. Nice Fetterman, we're going to begin with you. Your political experience includes serving as the mayor of Braddock, a small borough near Pittsburgh, and one term as lieutenant governor. Listen to the moderator. He is still being slow. And he's being clear and precise in his wordings, which is definitely appreciative. And I'm sure that was a special request as well. So no doubt about it, everything that they're doing here is for someone who had suffered a traumatic brain injury. You're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. All right. Listen. Watch and think about these things. Don't think about what kind of answer he is giving. Think about how he is giving the answer. And I'm going to give you some insights to how he reacts on this one. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having... to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He this is a very problem that I had. And um, it's not that prevalent anymore. It's not that strong. From time to time, I will still have something similar to that. He is jumping and skipping. What is going on in his brain is different from what he is saying. At least that's how it worked with me. Whenever I had conversations with people and I would talk to them, I had jumped and I had skipped words. I had skipped sentences and paragraphs. In my head, I'm saying everything that needs to be said. Out of my mouth, I am not. But there's also another problem too. Even my brain, it's, it's difficult to describe right there, but multiple things are going on in the head. So in my head, I'm saying everything I need to say. It's also skipping too. It's kind of like a time machine. You, it, it, I became less aware of what time or how long I would be chatting up whenever I would talk and respond. Um, sometimes I think I'd say everything that I need to say. And then there's other times where I was fully aware that not everything I'm saying is coming out of my mouth. In my head it is, but I know it is not coming out. I'm seeing this guy's reactions here. I'm seeing Mr. Fetterman's reactions. Not everything he's saying is coming out, nor is it in order. Let's keep going. He did that during his career 
on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. It's good that he gives this clarifier. I think it's good for anyone who has suffered a kind of brain injury right there. You need to be open and communicative about what is going on with you. If you're not, people are just going to look at you like, oh, well, this is your personality. You're normal. You're fine. I had found that as you explain things, people are more patient with you. They're more sympathetic. And you're actually able to help clarify. And sometimes I was even able to ask people for help themselves. Like, okay, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> but try to think about what I'm saying, even if they have to reiterate. And sometimes people hit the nail on the head as to what they're trying to, or as to what they're hearing from me. There's like, okay, I think I understand what you're saying. They rephrase it back. I would nod my head. Yes, you got it. All right, let's keep going. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. Anyone, anyone who had suffered a kind of brain injury that this man has, never give up. And of course, that's exactly why he has not left the debate stage too, is because he is not giving up. He's fighting. I don't know what his policies are. I don't know what his politics are. I know he's a Democrat. I know Dr. Oz is a Republican. That's all I know. I don't know their issues or stances, but I love the determination on this. He wants to keep on going. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up. Thank you. Okay, so clearly he's unable to complete a thought, unable to complete his sentences, and unable to connect and make a point. Um, but we can see that his determination lives on. And so let's listen to a little bit more. Thank you here. very much, Mr. Federman. Mr. Oz, you. We're not going to listen to Dr. Oz right here because, like I said, this is not about the moment of Dr. Oz. This is about Mr. Federman. If you want to go back and watch the debate so you can be decisive yourself, please go on back and, and watch it. Um, Pennsylvania Senate debate hashtag right there. Uh, Channel 27 in Pennsylvania on ABC. I need to go back and look. President Biden and reckless Democratic spending for the inflation crisis. But voters would like to hear your specific plan to cut spending. Please explain in 60 seconds. Well, if you ask. Not doing that part right there. We're going to jump around to John Fetterman's response. Taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping to. This particular question right here. Um, I think we need to listen to the question on this one, because what he is struggling here is that he does not answer the question. Um, 
I understand what's what he's going through in his head. I don't wish this on anybody at all. But we are looking for sympathy on his part. Never vote on sympathy. Vote vote your vote your conscience. Vote for what makes sense to you. But I definitely would not vote for anyone in office off of uh, sympathy or having sympathy for them. Um, Voting off emotion is not a smart thing to do. Let's get back there. Let's see if we can hear that question. You said you have not paid your taxes. No more. Pretty desperately in pain from the high inflation rate. All right, here we Fetterman, go. I will allow a 15 second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills and it got her paid. And it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. Maybe I need to go back in there. Maybe I had a brain fart. I don't think I had a brain fart moment on that. But that was not, the answer was not relatable to the question. And I am questioning whether he understood the question. See, this is where I would, if I was him standing right there, I would state back to what I heard. And I would open, I would open the floor for the moderator to correct me. So that way, I can do that. Um, there's times where someone would ask me something that I'd ask him to stop. It's like, my brain is not processing this appropriately. Please say it again. And then they'd say it again. And I'd ask him to stop. I'd tell them the same thing again. My brain is not processing this appropriately. Can you please say it again? And talk a little slower. And they would. Times I would pick up on that, and there's also times where I would not pick up on it, and then I just ask them, like, okay, I can hear what they're saying. I can hear it, and I can literally hear every word that they're saying, but my brain is not comprehending the words that I am hearing. And so we are looking at a man, a changed man, not by his own a changed man not by his own um, upbringing or anything or by his own choices, but changed man by his stroke. His brain is working differently. So it is clear he did not understand the question. And I would definitely tell him on that one. There's like, hey, if you are not processing this, if you're not confident in the question that was asked of you, instead of trying to act confident, because at this point, with a brain injury at this stage, you are not going to come across being confident at all whatsoever. Don't try to act confident with it. Express a little bit of doubt. And when you do that, that is okay. You're not expressing weakness. You are making up for what an injury has caused. So he could have asked her to rephrase it. He could have asked her to slow down or repeat it. Um... And instead of talking about uh, his taxes, he went off and talked about some charity, I think it was, or some boys. Answer doesn't make sense to the question. Am I making any sense to you?
Am I describing pretty good as to what brain injury is like? Unless you live it, you will never know how it feels. And I never want you to feel that. Never want you to feel that or experience that. But if you do, if you ever do, if you ever do, there's a lot more going on than just the processing power. There is feelings, there is emotions, there is the body, there is the brain trying to comprehend what is happening in more than one ways. Like I said, with sight, sound, taste, I don't care if you're eating any food, taste, touch, and the lighting that's going on, everything, even the finite things in the room is affecting this man right now or while he was on the debate stage. All right, we are looking at the time of 21.56 for the next clip. And then we're going to wrap this up. Let's see here. Almost there. Here we go. Letterman, we begin with you. You suffered, as you mentioned a moment ago, a stroke four days before the May primary. Last week, you released this note from your doctor saying you can work full duty in public office, but you have not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. This man does not need to release his medical records surrounding his stroke. Um, I would not encourage any politician to do that. And I'm sure the politicians are well aware on that. It's, it's almost like you're going after a president. It's like, show us your tax records. There's no laws on there saying that he has to release records on this. So, but I can understand the concern right there. The note from the doctor, definitely great. I have my own opinions on doctors when it comes to brain injuries right here. But as far as we know, His doctor could be right, or his doctor could be wrong. I, I've dealt with a lot of wrong doctors um, during my concussion. Anyways, we'll keep on going. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. No. Uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I Once again, as a reminder, this is not about the policies or the answers we are examining the brain injury and how the brain is reacting on this good public case use so as a nice friendly reminder i have you know spe speeches in front of 3,000 people in montgomery county you know all across pennsylvania big big crowds you know i believe if my doctor believes that i'm fit to serve and and that's what i believe is appropriate and now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up, I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records, why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, you know, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Okay. Okay, that last part, how he answered that, definitely a lot more clear than the first part. Um, even though he didn't really answer the question, I'm not going to say that he did not understand the question. I think it is very clear at this point he did understand the question. But like I said, he has no obligation or duty to release his medical records. No politician does. And um, 
it's usually hype that's brought on by the news or some other mainstream people. Um, let's take a look here. I want to see how long has it been. We're looking at this debate from two nights ago. Uh, this is posted October 25th. Today's the 27th. So two nights ago. Let's do a little bit of Googling here. EA primary 2022. And it's just right before. I can go ahead and look up to see when he had the stroke. I'm looking up. Excuse me. All I know is that he had this right before the, the primary election. We're looking at May. May 17th, 2022. So how many months has it been now? So May to June, July, August, September, October. He's already had five months. And the thing is, is that I can tell already he has not had all the therapeutic treatments. Or, or maybe, maybe he was in a lot worse shape than what I was. And he has had therapeutic treatments. And we are seeing a man who has not only survived a stroke, we're seeing a man who has progressed immensely in his recovery. Well, let's say if he did not receive the right treatment. When I received the right treatment, I was broken less. I could be able to hold a full-blown conversation. I can think more. And I went to a five-day brain boot camp to help me get that. And that was... The amount of months that was, my accident was in January of 2018, and I went in the middle of October, so I just hit a four-year anniversary from my brain boot camp right there. Um, January was the first month, that's easy, 10 months for me, but I did not make the vast progression in speech communication until I went to Cognitive FX out of Provo, Utah. And I'm saying that just in case if you're listening, you know someone who could use it. They, they do treat people with brain therapy to help them get back on track with life and with communications, with thinking and living. Um, taking people who has concussions, post-concussion syndrome, people who even had strokes, you will examine them and say, hey, you're a good candidate on this one. We will take you in. I'm watching the way that this gentleman is asking. And if he were to take that five-day boot camp from them, I'm sure he would be immensely better than what he is today. Like I said before, as far as I know, he could be having the best therapeutic treatments now. And we are seeing pro night and day progress from where he was at before to where he is at now. I don't know. But... I'm hoping this conversation does help you um, come to better understanding as to what people deal with and how I was actually able to relate with him. Um, the communication was definitely very difficult. And me coming to you now is a demonstration of where I have come, how far I have come along. But brain injuries really do change a person. It changes a person emotionally. It changes them mentally. It changes them, changes their character. My character changed. I, it made me a completely different person. I mean, I know there's still some old things about me, but I had developed new habits. I've become a lot more positive with this thing. It's kind of like a nice reset button in my life. And even though I don't wish brain injuries on anyone, I always look at this as what has happened to me 
was God-given. Because I was begging God to change me. And only he knew how to change me. And he knows how to continually change me. He gave me what I needed. That brain injury is what I needed. It humbled me. It set me back. And I had to relearn and regrow and become someone new. And I hope I am still becoming someone new. If you know of anyone uh, with a brain injury or who suffers from post-concussion syndrome, even write me. Write me at david at interpursuit.com. If you need some help, need some tips, I'll send you some tips. I'll send you some supplements that can help with in, uh, inflation. Um, you need an anti-inflammatory diet if you want to heal from a brain injury. And that's not all. You need the right doctors, and I can give you right doctors. I can help look things up for you. And... Help get people on the right track. Anyways, thank you very much for joining me. If you like this video, please physically click that thumbs up button. If you didn't, well, you know what to do. Please subscribe to my channel. If you want to support me, please go to anchor.fm at end of pursuit. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for watching.